up, honeys? Welcome back to another episode of Empowerment Honey. Yes. Um, so this week, our topic is going to be about intuitive eating. But before we get into that, we're going to share our weekly updates. So Elijah, if you want to fill us in on how your week's going. Yeah, um, my week's going good. I'm still just eating good food from Christmas, leftovers, things like that. Uh, hung out with some friends as well. So I did go out to eat. I'm just going to practice uh, some healthy eating. I'm going to be looking up some healthy recipes from Pinterest and creating. I'm going to go grocery shopping and just setting myself up for success for going into the challenge because I'm really going to try to focus on my physical health. Um, And a big part of that for me is like eating. So trying not to overeat and um, practicing intuitive eating, which we're going to talk about today. Oh, that sounds great. And I'm like in a very similar boat. I've started like prepping weekly meals, different types of snacks, recipes I want to do for the challenge, just trying to set myself up for a successful 50 days, Um, writing them down, actually making grocery lists, which I'm usually pretty bad at, but trying to get better at that. And then um, I'm just going to start focusing more on movement that makes me feel good. It makes me happy. I feel like I've got a little bit of gym burnout right now because I've been consistently lifting for the past six, seven months. Every now and then I'll take like a couple days off, but it's also good to take like a week off at a time and just um, kind of reset and let your body heal from all of the lifting and using muscles and whatnot. So yeah, I'm just probably going to be going on more walks, doing, doing more yoga and Pilates this week, and then um, get ready for this coming week for the challenge. That sounds good. Um, And also, I just wanted to say, too, we didn't say it at the top of the episode, but Happy New Year. Um, We're so excited. This is going to be our first episode into the new year. Um, So I'm really excited about it uh, to talk about intuitive eating. And I think it's going to help a lot of people, like, understand it more. And hopefully um, some people will kind of, like, try to practice this if it is right for them. Um, So... With that being said, Ellie, I'll just let you kind of talk about what intuitive eating is and then we can go through the 10 different, like I believe they're called principles of intuitive eating. So I'll hand it over to you. Okay. Sounds good. Um, All right. So before we get into this, I'm just going to read off the definition of intuitive eating. And this is coming directly from intuitiveeating.org. So it's the process, the process of intuitive eating is a practice which honors both physical and mental health. Intuitive eating is aligned with health at every size because the pursuit of intentional weight loss is a failed paradigm, which creates health problems, including weight stigma, weight cycling, and eating disorders. All bodies deserve dignity and respect. And so Elijah and I both did quite a bit of research on intuitive eating. You hear it a lot on social media and just like in the public right now, it's gotten pretty popular. We watch YouTube videos, we researched intuitiveeating.org and other websites as well. And from certified physicians that um, are registered dietitians and know a lot about 
intuitive eating. So we both learned a lot about this. I personally didn't know that much about it or what it all entailed before I started my research. So I thought it was really interesting and I am going to implement it into my own lifestyle. Um, So we're going to start off by discussing the 10 principles of intuitive eating. So the very first one is to reject the diet mentality. You have to stop looking at a new fat diet to try if they're not working for you. Um, If you cut out certain foods and then you end up just binge eating them and you break your diet. So this first principle just really looks at stopping all of that, like not following keto or any of those other fad diets that are going on and just um, getting rid of that whole mentality. And so intuitive eating actually was created in the early 90s. And if you know anything about like the 70s and 80s and early 90s, even a lot of people aspired to be super thin and fad diets were extremely popular back then. So I think it's really interesting that um, some researchers came together and created the thought process of intuitive eating. Um, So that's the first principle right there. Yeah. And I just want to add a little bit on to that as well. Um, So intuitive eating, like rejecting the diet mentality, um, going off of the first principle, it's kind of like changing your mind of like how you think about eating and not like again kind of like you said following these fad diets and a lot of times when people are on these fad diets yes they'll lose weight but then once they stop or once they get off of that diet they'll gain back the same amount of weight and then or even more weight so a lot of people practice intuitive eating because it's learning to really understand your body so you can keep that same weight or you know you can lose weight as well but it's not a fat loss diet obviously yeah yeah no I I totally get what you mean and I thought that was super interesting too when I was researching about this like I for some reason thought intuitive eating like meant like weight loss not necessarily weight loss, but like kind of along the realm of that. So then once I started watching the videos and stuff and they're like, it's like the opposite of weight loss. Like, I mean, it's not weight gain, but it's not like, yeah, it's just kind of staying the same. But for me, I am going to practice it. Although I do want to lose weight and stuff. I am, I think really just understanding and listening to my body and just being comfortable is what intuitive eating is all about. So I think I most likely will lose weight, hopefully. And plus, I'm going to be doing physical exercise um, more than I typically do. So, like, it's not not a fat loss program. It's just helping you better understand your body and helping you cope from all those years of, like, going on diets, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, so I can go – I can read the next principle – The second one is honor your hunger, Uh, eat when you're hungry, don't wait until you're starving and can't control your eating. Again, like not overeating, not overindulging, just listening to your body, listening to like those cues. And I also, during the research, it takes like two years to get into like a good routine. Um, And another thing they talk about is like, you may kind of have to like listen to your body, but you don't necessarily want to 
track everything that you're eating. It, it's not like that, but I think you could do both. I don't know. I think that was like probably the most confusing part for me. Yeah. No, I think like how to start it. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, I mean, we do have some tips, but I think like people really need to do their own research when it comes to this, because it's not as like, um, white and black as you would think there's some like great lines to intuitive eating. So I think that's why there's so many books about it for people to learn more and whatnot. Um, I really actually like this second principle because as someone that did intermittent fasting, when I would fast, I would get like really hungry, but I would just drink like a bunch of water, have a coffee to kind of like suppress my appetite. But then like, finally, when I would break my fast, like sometimes I would be like so hungry, I'd be like starving obviously. And then like, I wouldn't be able to control my eating you know? So I really like this principle, like just eat when you're hungry, because ultimately like the time of day that you're eating, isn't going to make you gain more weight than any other time of day. Yeah. And eating when you are hungry, it's not eating till you're super full. It's just your body, your body is asking you to like fill it with food and you're really thinking about it as like nutrients for your body to give you energy I think is another good way to kind of look at it as well yeah I agree and then um, going into the third principle here it's make peace with food stop telling yourself you can't eat certain foods like carbohydrates um, candies stuff like that otherwise you're just honestly going to crave it more and then binge it and then you're going to feel guilty and bad about it Yeah, I think that's super important too. Like, I feel like I've always wanted, you know, try cutting this out or this out, but your body needs, especially carbs, like that's so popular right now, cutting out um, your carbs with keto and whatnot. But for most people, uh, you, you need that to fuel your body. Yeah, I can definitely tell for myself on days that I don't eat enough carbs, I feel very sluggish lethargic the next day. So I think using like carbs as fuel and not being so scared to eat like a bun or a bagel, stuff like that, that can be really helpful for some people that need to make peace with food as well. Yeah, exactly. And going into the next principle, challenge the food police. It's getting rid of that person that's on your shoulder telling you to eat small amounts of like this food of say carbs or that don't fill you or that you should feel guilt when you eat dessert. So like say like, oh, I, you know, Ellie for yourself, uh, you don't always incorporate vegetables. And although you do like them, I'm sure there's veggies that you really don't like, but you may try like buying them or incorporating them because you know, it's good for you. But like, Mm -hmm. if you're not going to eat it, or if it doesn't like satisfy you, why, why would you eat that? So just stick to the things that really satisfy you and have the nutrients that you want to give your body too. Yeah, I really like that point because there's definitely been a lot of different foods that I've just tried to eat and like just because like society tells me that they're really good for me, like ginger shots. I'm sorry, but who actually likes ginger shots? They're so disgusting. 
Um, I tried like cauliflower pizza and I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be so good and so healthy. And I'm like, dude, that was gross. And I ended up just eating some of Zach's regular pizza because yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> if it's like healthy in society doesn't mean like it has to be something you have to eat. So that's, oh my God, that's so funny about the cauliflower crust though. Yeah, it was not for me. Not for me. <laughs> that's okay. Um. Our fifth or the fifth principle is discover the satisfaction factor. Um, eat until you feel satisfied or content, just listening to your body, um, trying not to overindulge, that kind of thing with this one. That one's pretty straightforward principle there. Yeah, I agree. And I think this is probably one of the harder principles is just understanding when you are fully satisfied and not like eating more, especially at um, restaurants and this kind of helps. I know we gave a tip before about like prepackaging some of your food when you're eating so you don't overeat. Yeah. And then I feel like, yeah, this one is difficult too. Like you said, when you eat out or when you're having like alcoholic beverages as yes. well. Like for me, when I drink alcohol, all concept of feeling full kind of goes out the window. So I'm still trying to figure out how to get my drunchies under control. Yep. And the next one is feeling your fullness, uh, very similar to the one above that we just read, um, observing the signs, uh, showing you that you are full. So again, just understanding when you're full um, and not overindulging. So just, again, leading to that satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Those two are very similar. I wonder why they decided on both of those principles. Um, but anyways, principle number seven is cope with your emotions with kindness. When you are not feeling the best mentally or physically, you shouldn't always rely on food to fix the problem. You should find other ways of coping. Um, we'll we'll kind of go over some tips for that at the end of listing all the principles, but there are many other ways to cope besides turning to food for happiness, because sometimes when you turn to food for happiness, you end up just feeling guilty in the end. Yes, very good point. Uh, the next one is respect your body. So this may be very hard for some people. So uh, just learning that not everyone has the same body type or frame or height um, and every body type really does deserve respect and I think that's so hard to just you know say and comprehend but like I think that's a really big part of intuitive eating as well. Yeah and I think this is probably one of the most important principles of it um, because we do really all have different body types, frames, like I'm super short, but I have really wide hips. Like I definitely have like a, um, I have like an hourglass figure. So it's like being short, I see all these super like thin, like very straight bodies. And I'm like, mm, like, I wish I could be like that. But now I'm like trying to embrace my curves. Yes. Um, number nine is movement, feeling like the difference instead of just doing like workouts just to burn calories, focus on movement that makes you feel good, focus on the energy you get from moving your body. There's so many different ways to move. You can swim, bike, walk, jog, lift, Pilates class, 
Zumba, all of that. So just really figuring out what movement you enjoy doing the best. Yes. Um, next one is honoring your health. So making food choices that taste good to you, but also fill your body with the nutrients that it needs. Intuitive eating isn't necessarily about eating one healthy meal or healthy snack. It's about eating a nutritious meal um, continuously. So again, not just eating, you know, a really good healthy salad for lunch and then having McDonald's for supper. It's keeping that consistency going. Yes. And sometimes consistency can be hard, but as they say, consistency is key. So just think about that sometimes when you make different um, eating decisions. And then we're just going to go over some tips that we have for you to practice intuitive eating. Like Elijah said earlier in the episode, this can take some people up to two years to learn how to instinctively intuitive eat. So these tips will just kind of help set you on the path for that. Um, Our first one is asking yourself how hungry you actually are before eating. The next one is when you reach for food, ask yourself, am I actually hungry, bored, or am I stressed? Just kind of asking yourself those questions before you go in, grab a snack out of the pantry. I feel like this year specifically, so many of us have become like bored eaters because we're working from home or there's nothing to do. So like I've noticed I've been like going to my pantry a lot when I'm bored, which that's like a little bit of a hard habit to break. Um, And then if you're not actually hungry, find something to do such as going for a walk, maybe call a friend, check in with them, just find a different way to unwind I found for myself too, um, with this podcast, like finding other things to do, such as like a hobby is really good as well. Um, I also got a cricket machine. So like after work, I typically always have a snack and sometimes I overindulge. So I really find that making sure that I'm kind of busy rather than just watching Netflix for an hour or two straight until Zach gets home really has been helping me. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I think like definitely going into 2021, we're going to talk about like our resolutions on our Instagram and stuff, but I do want to pick up like a new hobby this year. I feel like it would just be something fun. Yeah, I love that. Um, Uh, The next one is drink a glass of water before eating. You could just be thirsty. And I think we're not trying to say that like, crush your hunger with water like that's not at all yeah that's saying no yeah we're just saying like really listen to your body um your body could just telling you that you're thirsty so have a glass of water and then if your body is still telling you that you're hungry then you know go grab a snack or go have your next meal yeah exactly yeah, we would never say just drink water and not eat. However, I did send Elijah a TikTok yesterday <laughs> that was like kind of making fun of different challenges. And in it, it said only drink water and then like <laughs> never sleep, run 10 miles a day, never walk. It was it was kind of funny, but we're like, okay, that's a bit ex- obviously not realistic yeah. whatsoever. And our challenge is not <laughs> in any way, shape or form uh, 
unattainable challenge. And if you do think it's not attainable for you, definitely work through the different tasks as steps rather than taking them all on at once. So yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, Then this next one is serve your own portion size. Um, instead of eating out of a container or something, sometimes there's like two to three portions in a container or the portions aren't big enough for you. Just kind of depends, kind of like like it said earlier, just gauge how full you are and then put that on a separate plate. Yeah, I think that's a good idea too, like just checking the back and seeing how many servings there are before you have your meal. Yeah, because sometimes there'll be like three and a half servings and I'll be like, no, that's one serving size. Yeah. Or yeah. And that's another thing too. Like, you know, if you do want to have, say it's 300 calories per serving, but you want to, you know, maybe 600 calories is like what helps satisfy you. Like definitely go and do that too. Just don't eat the whole container and be like, oh, this is one serving size. Just kind of check it and be aware of those things. Yes, for sure. The next one is try eating until you're 80% full to gauge your satisfaction. Uh, You can always go back and eat a little more if you're not fully satisfied. Yeah, that's actually something I've been kind of practicing more myself this year is like eating until I like feel like, okay, I'm at a content state. And then like 10, maybe 15 minutes later, if I'm still hungry, like I'll go back and eat. But it is kind of tricky to try gauge your fullness, especially when the food is really good. Yes, I agree. And then this next one is something I definitely want to try work on. It's chewing slower and really enjoying your food. Like they said earlier in the principles, like don't get so hungry to the point you're starving and you're just eating food and not really enjoying it. Like food is supposed to be like fun and enjoyable. Yes. And the last one is most importantly, learn to trust your body and yourself. Your body knows what is best for you. I think that's really what intuitive eating is. You need to learn to trust yourself, uh, trust that you know what to put into your body. Um, And I guess before we kind of close off, I just want to say that like definitely look up if this is the right thing for you. Um, Some people that it may not be good for is people that suffer with like um, any type of food eating disorder such as binge eating or anorexia, uh, just things like that. And also obviously ask and talk to your doctor as well. Exactly. Yes. And also do your own research, look into it. Um, Sometimes things that we suggest or chat about aren't for everyone, but mostly what we want to do is just bring awareness to different topics that involve health and wellness. And I'm really glad me and Elijah did an episode about this just because it was really interesting. We both learned a lot. We know what it is now, and we both want to try implement some of these principles into our own lives. Um, with all that being said, before we end this episode, I'm going to give you a quote. And I actually found this on Pinterest. It was said by Carrie Dahlgreen. She's a psycho-spiritual wellness coach. And you can find her on Pinterest. She has her own page that has tons of boards of different quotes and stuff about intuitive eating. And she says, when you give yourself permission to have what your body wants and there are no good or bad foods, it acts like reverse psychology. 
now that you can have it, you don't really want it. Suddenly you can have one bite of something and be done. I thought that was a super interesting quote. And um, I didn't really think about the reverse, reverse psychology about intuitive eating. And that is kind of true. Once you allow yourself to have stuff that you really want, you sometimes no longer really want it. Yeah, I like that. And I think you can find that in other aspects of your life too, not just eating. Yes. I like that quote as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening, honeys. Happy, happy new year. If you haven't um, looked at our challenge yet, go check that out on our website. We have the link in the bio on our Instagram page. It's never too late to start. Um, Me and Elijah will always be here for you and we can't wait to crush all of our goals together. Yes, let's do this, honeys. Bye, 2021. Bye. Have a good week. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>